Hey, and welcome to Supercast Brothers. I'm Jono, otherwise known as Jonathan. I think I said that in the wrong order. Happy New Year. And I'm Xantok, otherwise known as Lister. And do we have an established order anymore? I don't know, but it's 2020. Oh, God, why? I don't know, but I think that we need to start this year off with a bang. Let's show them a thing or three. Wait, but I only have one thing prepared. I don't I don't have three. What's the one thing? Rex from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Ah, I think Although, there may be three I, things involved here. You know, you know, I was just thinking about that. We might actually have three things involved in this. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe we can show them three, you know? I don't like that yep. start. I want to redo that. That was bad. Okay. That that was <laughs> that was bad. Okay. <laughs> you just, sometimes you start recording just like, you know, that was a shit intro. I got to do that again. No, I, I expected it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, ten... Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey everyone, I'm Jonathan, otherwise known as Jono. And I'm Zantok, otherwise known as Lister, and welcome to 2020. And welcome to Supercast Brothers. That was a special appearance by Barbara Walters, if you didn't know. Well, I mean, I didn't say this is 2020, but sure, fine, whatever, we'll go with that. Close enough. The world's changing. All sorts of things, for better or for worse. The world's on fire, well, or at least part of it is. That's also very true. And very topical. Um, and to that end, um, first of all, happy 2020. I We have had episode 10 of our uh, Smasher Dash with Jamie Alamora that came up in January, which we actually recorded in mid-December. And I sat on for more weeks than I should have. Uh, I'm sorry to everyone that listens to our podcast for the break. People listen was... to our podcast? Yeah, like uh, Peter Sotero. Hey, Peter. Hey, what's up? <laughs> no, we are thrilled to finally have some, some new listeners. Uh, goodness gracious. I am excited for the new year. I'm sure you are too in some ways. At least it gets us some new characters along the way in Smash, like uh, universally lauded Byleth. And hey, we're going to get six more characters after Byleth for <laughs> Smash. And uh, well, well, it's going to take some extra time to find out who they all are and get them in the game. Yeah, that just gives us more time to talk about them. Oh, and we will be talking about them. Oh, yes. But today, today, I will say that I'm looking forward to Merlinus. But today, <laughs> it's, a, it's a Smashtopia episode, and we're going to be diving into a character we've been hoping for and planning for for quite a while, aren't we? Yeah, the, uh, we were we were actually wanting to do this character uh, a lot earlier in the cycle. I think that we were initially had the plan as like our second Smashtopia, if I remember correctly. But we had to wind up put we had to end up uh, putting them off because we just didn't feel ready, and we didn't like our ideas we had at the time. Mm-hmm. So we were just like, yeah, you know, maybe we should uh, do something else and re- revisit them later. Yeah, and, uh, that was for, that was for ready. episode five. Yeah, yeah. So we're at episode eleven now. So it's been quite a while because that was like October, and this is now January. Awesome. Yes. Uh, Gengar was who we replaced it with, and you know, if Gengar was what we got out of a bad situation, then I'm glad we had that bad situation. Oh, because that was that a great was episode. Awesome. Mm-hmm. 
and hopefully this one will be too. We'll we'll see. <laughs> I, I get the feeling our move sets might be quite a bit more similar this time around. We'll see. We'll see about that. Well, I think without much further ado, I think that it's we can show our audience a thing or three. Indeed. Of course, I'm sure they already know from the title of the episode, but for those of you that somehow have not seen the title, on today's episode of Smashtopia, we're going to be discussing Rex from Xenoblade Chronicles 2, a character who many thought was going to be a lock for the base roster in Smash Ultimate, but his game released just a bit too late for Sakurai to really consider the character, which is a shame because Sakurai pretty much admitted, yeah, if this game was done sooner, I would have put him in. Mm -hmm. But now we have to think about how we would treat Rex. And we we had some preliminary discussion that we had to go through with this character because we kind of saw that there were three possible ways that you could approach uh, a moveset for Rex. Either you have mm -hmm. just Rex himself, and that's the only person on the field, or you could have uh, Pyra, his blade involved, and either she would be in the background as the Pokemon trainer type deal, somehow assisting Rex, or she would be fighting on the field alongside him. Or the third mm -hmm. option was a, uh, a swapping mechanic between Pyra and another blade in the game that Rex can get, Mithra. Mm -hmm. And after debating about it between ourselves, because we wanted to make sure we were on the uh, the same field of playing here before we actually made our moves, and we had like completely different mechanics involved, we decided to go ahead and have the blade switching mechanic. So we'll be discussing not just Rex, but Pyra and Mithra as well. Right, and I think that we made the right decision there ultimately because when you're approaching um, a character in Smash Brothers, generally as time has gone on, I won't necessarily say like super early on, 64 melee where a lot more how they got characters created, there less there's less to work with. Yes. But now, now Sakurai has been like from Brawl forward, especially going to SSB4 and Ultimate, getting these characters that draw so well from the game that. From their source material mm. um so in xenoblade chronicles 2 you have a driver like rex and you have the blade both on the field at the same time that's what we're doing here right Huzzah. and the way that we had imagined that just to make sure that everything is clear here we're not picturing like an ice climber site scenario where popo and anna can desync and you can lose an anna but you can still fight as popo uh it's more of a uh, joker and arson type of deal uh, where Pyro is always going to be out there with Rex, but she's always going to be following, like, right behind him. Like, lockstep mm -hmm. attacking with him, much like how Arson is always right behind Joker. We didn't want this yeah. to be, like, a, a desyncing type issue. Because yeah, yeah. It, it's not like Pyro's going to be mimicking his attacks, much like Nana mimics Pope's attacks. This is more of a close-followed assist. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, I think we can still have that aesthetic there where there's that green band of light with the affinity link. Yes. But unlike in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, we're not going to let that affinity link be something that affects the characters no, it's really too just much. An aesthetic. Because it, yeah, because you can draw, you know, so I don't want to contradict myself with my previous statement about drawing as much from the source material as possible. But there's a point where if you keep doing that, the character will not be as fun to play as so for the sake of levity and and ease of use um when you have a character like rex who's going to end up being more technical anyway yeah uh we decided to just nix 
the affinity link being anything more but aesthetic. There's also just some mechanics for a game that just don't translate well to Smash. <clears throat> like, if you were to take Cloud from Final Fantasy VII and try to have made him be turn-based in Smash, that would not have worked. It's, it's impossible. No. We, we, mm-hmm. we might have been able to come up with something for the affinity link, but we both kind of just agreed to just let it be an aesthetic, and that's just where it's going to stay. We didn't mm-hmm. really want to meddle with other plans that we had. Agreed. Oh, clearly, because we agreed on this before this podcast. Whoops. Well, yes. That's what we were saying. <laughs> yeah. So before we get into the nitty-gritty of the actual moveset, do you want to, or should I, or whoever, go into the history of Rex and Pyron? You know, I, I think you understand their history a bit better than I do. We both played through the game, but I feel like you'll be able to better speak to uh, who they are as characters and their game. Okay. Well, that that works. Um, Rex is the main protagonist and the lead playable character of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, uh, which is the second mainline Xenoblade Chronicles game, but the third overall, which is not as confusing as Bravely Default having Bravely Default 2 and Bravely Second, but... <laughs> or Kingdom Hearts 258 over two days. Oh, what a lovely title. I love that. Um, but yeah, given the given the circumstances that lead Rex towards living with, uh, with the Titan um, Azurda, uh, traveling the Cloud Sea, as it were, um, the, you know, the, the primary setting of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, uh, Titans being these gigantic, or at least they become that way. Peace continental beasts that are sentient and uh, generally very docile and helpful creatures. Um, Well, Rex lives with Azurda at the start of the game and it comes after in some sort of indisclosed fashion his background is pretty um, you know, hazy. Um, His parents died and he finds himself with a caretaker named Corinne and Azurda living on Azurda's back. Uh, and he's pretty happy-go-lucky. He works as a salvager, uh, traveling from the Cloud Sea down towards the Earth to collect scraps to sell to merchants and other NPCs throughout the game. Uh, <clears throat> and let's just say that at the beginning of the game, a salvaging gig goes awry, and that leads him to finding Pyra and awakening his first blade through her. Blades are subsidiary subsidiary fighters uh, who bestow their weapons upon the drivers. Uh, drivers being who use the power of the blades to directly battle their opponents. So Rex would be a driver and Pyro would be a blade. Um, Eventually... That said, not all blades use swords. Pyro's weapon is a sword, but then you have have shock drums, you have uh, like soccer balls, uh, scythes, chain swords. There's there's some interesting Mm -hmm. stuff. It's it's quite the the ensemble. (laughs) And uh, eventually we'll say that Pyra is found to be uh, one half of something called the Aegis, with the other half being her kind of sister blade, uh, Mithra. So Rex is able to use the powers of both Pyra and Mithra, um, being affiliated with the elements of flame and light throughout most of the game. And the story mostly ties into Rex's connection to Pyra and Mithra and finding the true identity of the Aegis and how Rex connects to that story. Spoiler alert, by the way, in case we didn't make that clear. Spoiler alert, but I tried. I tried. I mean, it's not that big of a spoiler, is it? I mean, you, you skirted around a couple things, but 
It, you weren't as blatant as Sakurai as a time or two. Oh, Mecha Fiora trophy? <laughs> wow, Sakurai. Wow, you just uh, don't care about spoilers at all, do you? Well, Melee came out, and then Zelda transforms into Sheik. It's... <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that. I think I think that generally gets the idea of who Rex is, unless you think that we should add a little... I, I think that tends to go for the most part. I mean, the two of them have a long uh, JRPG quest to find Elysium uh, together. Mm -hmm. And Rex, he, he uses the power of multiple blades. Primarily, you know, story-wise, it's Pyrrha and Mithra. But he, he, he has, like, his huge utility. He more or less can become the master of all blades if he really wants to. But for this, we decided to just focus on the two of them. In-game, in he can swap between three blades at any time in battle, but that was just a bit too much complication. We, we didn't want to feel like, okay, so who's the third one are we picking? If there's a third blade, I would have made it be Urshifu. That is a Pokemon, but okay. Well, collecting the blades is a lot like Pokemon. You're not wrong. Although I might argue some blades... Hunter? I might argue that some blades are a little bit harder to click than the Pokemon. Tiger, Tiger, Cosmos, Burning Bright, I agree. For example. <laughs> how about yep. leveling up Ursula? Mm-hmm. God. No, I don't disagree. Pain in the ass. <laughs> but now man, that we've... Man, man. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've kind of gone over Rex a little bit, uh, I think it's time to uh, jump into, you know, how he jumps onto the stage with his entrance animation. <laughs> Okay. So uh mine is pretty simple. Uh you, you see Rex, you know, he jumps up from the from below the stage and out onto the platform as if he was returning from uh doing a dive down in the cloud sea to do some salvaging. It fairly basic. He, he's returning from a salvager mission and now he's just ready to fight. And, nice. And then uh Pyro just shows up there with him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which I should note uh, that, um, much like some other characters um, back in the older days of Smash, like how uh, in Melee or in Brawl you could choose if you want to start out as Zelda or uh, Sheik, you would be able mm -hmm. to choose before starting battle if you want to start out with Pyra at your side or Mithra at your side. Good. Good point. Something that I didn't make the distinction of in my set, so I'm glad you brought it. Um, <clears throat> so mine... Uh, mine... Uh, I have two options here. Uh-huh. So, for the first entrance, it's akin to yours. I took a different angle, though, uh, wherein Rex drops onto the stage rather than jumping onto it from the bottom. He falls from the top with his arms and legs spread, similar to making a dive as a salvager. Okay. Uh, and then he lands on his feet, uh, brandishes his sword, um... Gosh, I don't know what we'd be working with here. Bro uh, the broadsword from the start of the game, or what? What are your thoughts there? The Aegis. The Aegis. Okay. May as well. We already mentioned it a billion times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's literally the sword that he uses with Pyra and Mithra, so it doesn't make sense okay, for him to sure. just use a regular broadsword. Yeah, he uh, he brand. Okay, so he brandishes the Aegis sword, and uh, Pyra and Mithra stand beside him. There you go. And maybe he'll shout out one of his billion cheesy lines while he's at it. You know, okay, time to take you down. Or he's like, together! And they're like, okay, yay, hooray. 
Yay. And that's it. Uh, sec- uh, secondly, and this is going to be way too overly complicated, I think, but I thought I'd mention it anyway, um, where Azurda can be seen flying over the stage to drop them all off. But, uh, but then in a swift flash of light, he enters that smaller uh, pixie-ish form and drops into Rex's helmet as they hit the floor. Too much, I think. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Was... I think that one might be a bit much. Because like, mm. the problem with animations with the entrances is that they're, they're so fast. Well, you have some other ones where it's like, oh, the Condor brings in the Ice Climbers or Wario rides it on his bike. They tend to be like right there. But I feel mm-hmm. like dropping off of uh, Azurda is going to take a little bit more time. Yeah. Yeah. Although, that is a distinction I'd like to make. Azurda being in Rex's helmet. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's there. Throughout everything. He's mm-hmm. absolutely there. In fact, uh, he's in one of my taunts. <laughs> Had to. Had Sweet to. doggy. But, uh, but first, we have to d- decide on an entrance. Indeed, we do. So we pretty much have diving down to do some salvaging or coming back from salvaging those are two options <laughs> which you know makes sense because there, there's i don't i didn't really feel like there was much else that rex could do for his entrance animation that there wasn't mm-hmm. really just like oh hey he has this thing he does and he, he doesn't he just he dives into the cloud sea and that's about all he does mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not like he has a ship no okay so you know what I would propose? Oh. Uh, you know what they say in Spain, don't you? I've never been to, this, been to Spain, so no, I do not know what they say in Spain. Ah, they also say it on the uh, front of a certain taco commercial, and that is Porque no los dos. Close enough, but Porque no los dos. Why not both? Why not both? So so how would this, how would this work then? Are you suggesting that Rex would be the first character to have two different entrance animations, just random which one happens? Yeah. I mean, they both have to do with salvaging. They're both on pretty equal footing. Huh. I can't say that's something I would have thought of. <laughs> it's just, no, no other character has that, so, you know. It's always, everybody yeah, would just like has that one. They just have a singular mm-hmm. animation. That's true. Even though some characters like Mario theoretically could have several different options. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um Well what I figured when I said that is Rex comes from Xenoblade Chronicles two. So two of everything is good for him, right? I mean that's why he has his two friends with him instead of just one. So you're saying that uh, Byleth should have 17 entrance animations because he's from Fire Emblem 17? Yes. I don't think that's what you're saying at all. <laughs> no, but if we had to choose between one, I'm pretty much at a loss because it's like they're so similar. It's like the, they, they they are pretty similar. The only the only case that I would make for one or the other would be. Jumping up from below is more is something that nothing that none of the others do. While there is quite a few that are fall down on top or run on to or teleport to or whatever. Nobody really like pops up from below, which is a unique thing that yeah. Rex could do. Yeah, falling falling from the top, as I recall, is also Shulk's entrance animation. Probably. So, uh... <laughs> I mean, when you don't okay. have anything else, it's 
pop them in, do a quick pose, and now they're ready to fight. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, in that case, I, I would I would opt for yours. Okay. Yep. Let's move on to the taunts and victory poses, then. Okay, darling. So, for my first taunt, I mentioned that I have Azura, Azura making an appearance <clears throat> on one of them. Uh, oh, Azura's just... making an appearance here? Yes, of course. Is it going to be a water dance? It is... No. Oh. No, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so, uh, for, for my first taunt, I have uh, Azurda, you know, he'll kind of like just pop out of Rex's helmet and look directly at the camera, looking directly at you. You get a quick wave to the camera as Rex says, Morning, Gramps. And Pyro and Methor are just standing oh. there laughing. Nice. I mean, I do tend to nice. think my ideas are rather nice, but thank you. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I didn't have Gramps in there. Ah, oh, the shame. Mm-hmm. Real shame there. But what do you have, then, for your first taunt? Okay, for uh, for my first taunt, which I have uh, assigned to Up Taunt, uh, Rex throws a fist into the air, shouting, This is too easy! And Azurda joins him in his taunt, so he is also lifting his fist into the air making a sprightly and chipper noise like yaha and throwing his fist up safely from inside of Rex's helmet. That's it. Interesting because I have the exact same animation <laughs> but with a different quote. <laughs> so so for what of mine, you know, Rex will clench up a fist and like raise it up into the air and he'll say, Let's show them a thing or three. With Pyra or Mithra, whoever is out will be sitting next to him, smirking as they strike a battle pose. Good. It's nice. a very simple okay. animation. Come on. Yeah, it is. It is. Um Yeah, so Secondly, uh Rex pulls the Aegis sword out, spins it around, and slips it back onto his back. And as he spins it, he'll shout I'll show you a thing or three. There we go. Pyra and Mithra and Azurda shout yeah and cheer him from behind. Although battle pose can work just as well. <laughs> it, it's but funny how I even see, these are I see the, similar. I see the trajectory of where this is going to go. <laughs> well, uh, for my third one, Rex will, you know, he doesn't pull the sword out. He's already got it out. But he'll, you know, take a couple mm-hmm. swings with it, you know, just preparing himself mm-hmm. for the fight. As instead of Rex speaking... Uh, either or a pirate or better who is our out will say the quote, we can do this, Rex. And that's my nice. thought. Pretty simple. Okay. Pretty simple. Um, and mine is just Rex turning his head towards Pyra or Mithra and saying, let's show him the way. And then Pyra and Mithra agree with a nod and, and, and strike a pose. All right. <laughs> so uh, we got some very similar stuff going on here. Jesus. Frick. Uh, mm-hmm. let's move on to the victory poses. I don't know that we'll have as much crossover, like, between Tons mm-hmm. and victory poses, like, we do a lot of times, because, like, this is a game that actually has, like, victory quotes. So, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see what we do here. But for my first victory pose, I have, a uh, Rex standing back-to-back with whichever blade is currently out, or was out at the end of battle, I should say, and Rex will just cockily say, I could have done that blindfolded. <laughs> Because he's a cocky little son of a bitch sometimes. Yep. Yep. Classic. Uh, my first victory pose is uh, 
Pyra or Mithra joining Rex in a victorious clap for themselves and their fallen opponents. As Rex says, you know, more congenially when he's a good boy, he says, hey, hey good show. Simple. All right. Mm-hmm. So if my next one just has Rex letting out a short laugh and he'll say, easy peasy, just because the fight was just that easy, and Pyra or Mithra will stand confidently next to him ready for another fight. Pretty, pretty basic. Okay, so second victory taunt for me is uh, similarly enough to the taunt with his fist being thrown into the air. Uh, Rex throws a fist into the air again and has a shout and celebration, but in doing so, while he's getting into it, uh, his helmet flies upwards and closes over his head. So okay. both he and Deserta can be heard can be heard kind of mumbling their screams and in a surprise and uh, Pyra and Mithra, depending on who's on use at the time, depending on who's out there. Uh, like Pyra would lightly chuckle or Mithra would grumble at them, but both would be fairly embarrassed of what they just saw. Mithra would absolutely be face palming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my my third one, uh, this time around, Rex is a little bit more static. He's kind of just like standing there with his sword out in front of him. You know, he he just won. He's happy about it. He he's he's ready for more fights. But it's actually Pyra or Mithra <clears throat> that will speak here. And it all depends on which one is out and what they're going to say. If Pyra is the blade out in this victory pose, she will say, "Our bonds are as one." Meanwhile, Mithra will instead say, "Cue on the second you called on me." <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, final victory pose for me is uh, Rex and Pyra or Mithra can be seen cheering on the back of a fully grown Azurda. Uh, as Pyra or Mithra remark, good job, everyone. And Rex uh, shouts, thank you, Gramps. And then they, uh, it's posed in a way similar to Joker's victory pose. So they're moving on the Titan Azurda uh, through a visible skyline um, constantly as this pose is happening. Like Joker's all-out attack uh, victory pose. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Now we got to pick which ones we're using. Yep. Yes, we do. Never an easy time. So... I feel like, um, unlike before, none of our victory poses are going to become taunts. None of our taunts are going to become victory poses. They don't really lend themselves that way, unless we like switch out the animations. But at least for the quotes, I don't think that's really going to change. Yeah. I mean, my, quote, my quotes are a little more uh, generic than yours. And quite honestly, what I did, I looked up Xenoblade Chronicles 2 quotes. I did the exact same thing. <laughs> And I was like, let's find something because I slapped there, this There's together. no good quote database either. It Another... was rough getting good research because you would have thought that, uh, you know, when we get to the attacks later, you would have thought that, oh, there's going to be like compilation videos of all the various attacks so that we can just easily look at them, right? No, it doesn't exist. Why? No. Mm -mm. As, I, as I told you before we started this broadcast, I was relying fully on just stumbling through the game again after not playing it in like a year. Same. And then... And then just having, uh, like, very few things to pull from from GIFs or videos just randomly on the internet. Yep. Oh, and it was a pain. It really was. It was a pain in the ass. It was difficult. Mm-hmm. 
So full disclosure, there might be things that I forget how they worked and did, couldn't quite find out where to even find it easily. So you might be correcting me one or two times in our moveset. And vice versa. But I'm still looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, at least the feeling's mutual. Yep. <laughs> but before, so, before we even get to that. Yep. Exactly. Let's get to the taunts first. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I feel like we're definitely going to have one where Rex, you know, holds up a fist. That, that's mm-hmm. happening. It just kind of depends on what the quote might be, or maybe the quote will change uh, on random. Because we there's there's some taunts that work like that. Yeah. Uh, let's think here. Like, uh, re- remind me what quote you had for the uh, the fist uh, taunt. Uh, <clears throat> this is too easy. Okay. And mine was, let's show them a thing or three. Mm-hmm. So do do we want to pick one of those? Do we want to have it alternate, or do we want to like move one quote to a different animation? What are you feeling on this? Oh my gosh, you know what I think is that potentially um, this might be too homogenous, but it's a thought. Um, what'll help make this process a little more slipstream potentially is these are all fairly interchangeable quotes yeah why don't we just have them interchange even between taunts and then just have a a database of quotes that for them to pull from well for some of the animations i don't know how that really worked like imagine the one where azurda pops out of the helmet and waves at the camera as rex says let's show them a thing or three or <laughs> mithra will say let's we can do this rex that doesn't that one doesn't work well or uh vice versa on that Rex holds up a fist and says, "Morning, Gramps." Mm-hmm. That don't <laughs> that don't work really well. You know, what? I think we should do it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't think that works. I really don't. Okay. Well, it was. It's an a interesting good thought, thought a but uh, yep. depending on the animations we choose, it may uh, <laughs> may just not work yeah. at all. Now, this is too easy, or, let, or let's sell them a three thing or three though are interchangeable oh absolutely um like we could easily have both of those we can and then it's a case of we had um let's sell them a thing or three for one of my other taunts as well and that was just him spinning the sword around and that uh to me that wasn't necessarily something from source material anyway so it might be a weaker link taunt and we'll see if it even makes it i mean Sakurai has said before that a lot of times taunts are just what he thinks would be funny. There's a taunt where Link yeah. pulls out this weird pose. Like his melee, Link's melee taunt. What was that based on? I have no clue. Nothing. Nothing. It was just this really weird pose that he strikes. Palutena has a goddamn pole dancing taunt. <laughs> where is that in the source material? Show, show me in Kid Icarus Uprising where Palutena pole dances. It's oh, somewhere right. in the it source code. Happen. <laughs> that was that was that was something Sakurai programmed for himself to decide. Oh my! That's word. possible. <laughs> yes, it is. But I, I do um, think we can have him hold up the fist and say, "This is too easy," and then uh, either the one where he swings his sword or where he's like, uh, "He well, there, we have we both had different ones where he swings his sword out." Then that one he could say, "Let's show them a thing or three. I think that works out yeah. pretty well. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, cool. Um, so I guess, are we agreeing on 
the fists in the air too easy then? Yes. Okay. Then uh, I would also like to fast track um, the one with Azurda looking towards the camera because speaking of funny, that one's full of personality. I agree. Mm-hmm. So we're down to the wire here. Uh, what what are we working with in your end again? Uh, for the last one, I, I think we're gonna do like uh, the only one I had left was like him swinging his sword on a couple times. You had one where okay. he just like pulls off a uh, little bit more intricate uh, sword swings. I don't remember what your third was. Uh, mine was just him looking towards Pyro. Being gotcha. like, Let's show him the way. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was that was it. I, I think that the sword is. What was that? I I, I like the sword attack one. Is what I was trying to say. I was going to say the same thing. Uh, <laughs> so, sounds like we've got our three taunts then. Okay. <laughs> Be before before moving go. on, though, I do want to, um, real quick, bring about an idea. So, on the one where Rex holds up a fist and he says, This is too easy, what if sometimes instead of him saying that, Pyro and Mithra will instead say the line, We can do this, Rex? That way, yeah. uh, the blades still get a little bit of the action in the taunts. Agreed. And All right. Who wouldn't want? Who wouldn't want a little bit of blushy, crushy action with Rex? Well, I, Tora, yeah, Tora. <laughs> I think he'd rather it with Poppy than with Rex. So. Oh boy. Also, I don't think Van Dam would be interested. That's true. Well, so long as you're not talking about Tora. <laughs> I don't think Van Anywho. Dam would be interested in Rex or Tora. Good. <laughs> So, moving on from that, mm -hmm. victory mm -hmm. poses. So, yeah. uh, brief recap to remind ourselves, we've got uh, sitting back-to-back -back with his blade saying, I could have done that blindfolded. We've mm -hmm. got uh, Pyra or Mithra saying, our bonds are as one, or uh, you won the second you called on me. And the third one I had was Rex laughing and saying, easy peasy. What were yours again? Mm -hmm. uh, mine were Rex and his blade. Uh, clapping and Rex shouting, "Hey, hey, good show!" Uh, Rex and Pyro or Mithra cheering on the back of the fully grown Azurda in the sense of something similar to Joker's All Out Attack Victory animation. Um, and then uh, Rex stumbling with throwing his fist into the air, like in his taunt, and having the helmet fly up over his head, and him as him and Azurda getting whiplash from out of it and Pyra being a little embarrassed and chuckling and Mithra full on facepalm. I'm going to throw this one out here. Let's mm -hmm. combine that last one of yours with the easy peasy. It's like Rex is celebrating you know he he's laughing he says easy peasy because the fight was that easy but then his helmet mm -hmm. slams down it's like wow good job kid you, fighting was easy but you can't even keep your helmet on right? Wow. <laughs> Way to fail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, I, I think that's an easy peasy combination and, and an easy peasy affirm, affirmative yes from me. All right. So we got one <laughs> locked in here. Then we got your, uh, your one riding on Azura, Azurda, <clears throat> your clapping one, uh, the blindfolded speech, and then the one where Pirate or Myth will say a different line. Right. What are we thinking here? Uh, honestly, I'm uh, not sure. Actually, no, wait. You don't. 
Is, do you have a quote for the uh, clapping one? Just hey, hey, good show. That's it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Damn it. What were you thinking? I was thinking of combining that one with uh, the Pyro or Mithra quotes as well. So so maybe it could be that same animation, but sometimes it's Rex saying, ha ha, good show. Sometimes it's Pyro saying, our bonds are as one. Sometimes it's Mithra saying, you won the second you called on me. Yeah, because your victory pose with that is just literally just them saying that, and that's about it, right? Pretty much. The animation is very static. Okay, then, yeah, we can combine those. Why okay. not? And rem remind me for my notes here what Rex says. Haha, -ha, good show. Uh, hey, hey, good show. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I just want to make sure I have those notes right now. Now, correctly. he can say hey, 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 ho, ha, ha, he, he. He, he, or hi hi ha 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 to the funny farm, or life is yes. beautiful all the time. Yeah, I hate my father. He always loved to say that fucking asshole. <laughs> Maybe uh, that threw me off. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it always threw me off too. <laughs> Jerk. Um, <laughs> let's take it down to Lister's Pizza Farm. No. Okay. Well, I could enjoy the pizza. That said, if you're ever in Columbia, Missouri, hey, uh, Shakespeare's Pizza, pretty damn good stuff. Shoot, Gotta say. I'm going there next week. Nice. Sweet. And it lasts for a long time. Yes, it does. So Holds we've got one more victory pose. We, we've got your, uh, we've got my one where it says, I could have done that blindfolded. Or we've got riding on Azurda's back in a manner similar to <laughs> Joker's. <laughs> What? Now, the the blindfolded one is far more sensible, of course. <laughs> it is, but I was going to see what you thought about the Azurda one. I thought it's very entertaining. <laughs> That's about it. So it sounds like you're saying do the blindfolded one? Or am I misinterpreting here? Uh, what are you saying? <laughs> I mean, I'm saying I like that quote and I, I want it to be used somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Let's do the blindfolded one. Sounds like you had an easy decision and you just didn't want to be the one to make it. I'll make... I, I choose the one with the Titan Azurda. Let's choose the blindfolded one. Okay. <laughs> Can Although I have one suggestion for it. What's up? Rex says it while on the back of fully grown Azurda. I thought you were going to say on the back of fully grown Tora. The back of fully grown Chucky Finster. God damn it. <laughs> All grown up. Rugrats did it. Yeah, that was an odd show. It was. I mean, he Thankfully, really wanted that. it's not the subject of today's episode. What a can we shame. like have? Can we have? A, can we have this discussion sometime, like in a future episode? You know, if uh, we decided just to completely nuts and lose our minds, hey, let's talk about things that will never happen. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Okay, you might have to give me a couple happen. drinks first. <laughs> I'll get you two waters. <laughs> 
I would have accepted cream soda, but okay. I'll get you two cream sodas mixed with water. Mm. Um, we got our victory closes down. That's pretty good. Yes. So now we just got to get like... the Kirby hat, and then we can get to our moves. I wonder what that's going to be like. I think it's going to be Rex's hair and then the Aegis Blade on Kirby's back. Just like Shulks. I was thinking the same, but I also had another idea. Uh, instead, I swear to God, if it's Kirby on Azurda's back, I'm a fucking go nuts. <laughs> no. Good. An Azurda plush in a replica helmet. Jesus fucking Christ. And it's in my notes, too. I'm not lying. <laughs> and it's sort of plush in the helmet. How, how is Kirby going to wear the helmet? Uh, Just strapped onto his back, kind of. What the fuck? <laughs> Why do you do this to me? I thought it was a good idea. Did you... <laughs> did yes. you think it was a good idea? Yeah. It's on the me costume. <laughs> yeah, because that actually fits proportionally. <laughs> Kirby, it doesn't. <laughs> what if Kirby swallows Rex and then gets Rex's body proportions? Then it's not Kirby. <laughs> then it's a mimic. And then Kirby hat, like it's Kirby's face, though. Oh, God, that's terrifying. Can we not? <laughs> what if you woke up from a dream and you realized that Kirby actually was your stomach? Like you I looked would down. Go back to sleep. And he looked back at you and you're like, oh my god, it's Kirby. And he'd be like, Poyo. And then he'd try to swallow you, except then he'd swallow himself because he's a part of your body. You know, if any of you out there are listening, you wonder, why are these episodes so damn long? This is why! <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bringing it back down. Kirby getting Rex's hair with the miniature Aegis. That was always what it was going to be. I agree. Yeah. And, and to be clear on the Aegis, uh, I would imagine it's probably always going to be Pyra's Aegis and not Mithra's. No matter which blade yeah. is out at the time. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Because, uh, yeah. It, it it just keeps things simpler. It does. Plus, I mean, I don't I don't know about you, but the Aegis isn't even used in my neutral special, so it's <clears> not <throat> like Kirby's ever going to be using it, at least for my ideas. I don't know. Maybe your neutral is different. We'll find out here. How about right now? Ooh. Ho ho. I I didn't think of Kirby when I made my neutral special. I might have to rethink this. But maybe you should go first. <sighs> So, to start off, it's pretty simple. So, for me, I decided to go with the move that Rex is kind of like, it's it's his, I don't know if I'd say his primary move, but it's like the move that he starts out with, it's his, it's his beginning game driver art, and it's just, you know, anchor shot. He shoots out a little, uh... uh I'm, not, I'm not sure what it is at the end of it, but he shoots out a little projectile that's attached to a rope that he can just pull back to his wrist... And he just, he hits an opponent, and he can either, depending on how you're tilting the control stick after using the attack, you can either pull them towards you, 
or you can pull yourself towards them. And if you're using it in the air towards the platform, it can also be used as a tether recovery to get back up to a stage. Fairly simple. Move. Very good. Yeah, simple but uh, good utilitarian move. It would have, I would imagine that it wouldn't have a lot of uh, damage-based properties. No, it'd be very low on damage uh, and no knockback. Yeah, um, because in the game, even even when you're just fighting crabbles at the start in the Argantum uh, market, it's a case of this barely does any damage to even the lowest level enemies, but you're getting something from out of it anyway. It's more used for building up driver combos. Right, right. Um, yeah, I think that's a fairly obvious uh, inclusion and, and pretty sensible. Uh, so, do you know what is not obvious or sensible? Anything that you come up with ever. Yes, especially as it pertains to Rex's standard special. What did you do? Um, I want to... Over the course of my research for this episode... Um, and admittedly, this is for every Smash Dobie as well. Um, sometimes I look into Smash boards. I'll look into Reddit. I'll look into other like game FAQs. As we both uh, do. Yeah, as we both do. And see what other people have kind of thought up for Rex. I'm like, if they can kind of help me expedite this process because I can't find crap without going into the game. <laughs> um, so what I wanted to do was highlight move idea from a user on Smash Boards called called uh, Altaïs, I believe um, their name is, and they started the uh, Rex character support um, topic in newcomer speculation for Ultimate on Smash Boards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so did you come across this in your research? Uh, possibly. I, when the moves that I was looking at that I like, created, I didn't really like any of it. I just kind of went mm -hmm. with my own thing. The only thing I really took from it is uh, something I'll get to when I get to the down special. But uh, okay. otherwise, eh. Okay, so um, Elemental Orb. Oh, I do think I saw that, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, it seemed too complicated. I didn't like it. Yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. But in the case of Kirby, it's probably not going to work out. Um I mean, it but could become it anyway. a down special. That's also true. Although it's actually tethered into the down special, so probably not. Well, <laughs> or maybe, shit. who knows. Um, but, uh, so the idea that Altice had is uh, that beside Rex's um, fighter portrait when you're on in the fray, uh, it's a party gauge. Uh, similar to, oh, exactly akin to the party gauge in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 where you make combos and you fill it up. I mean, uh, we're all familiar. It has the, the Roman yes. numerals 1, 2, and 3. The elemental yeah. combos. So, right, the elemental combos. So um, as he dishes out damage or garners damage, the gauge will fill up between 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and each number corresponds with the number of elemental orbs that uh, can be attached to an opponent. Uh, in It's a very... not. You know, it's it's a complicated battle system that that racks up combos and and maximizes damage in Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Here, in an attempt to simplify it, it's uh, the orbs are attached corresponding to the number, so you can attach one orb at a time. So there can be three orbs at play at a time, 
um, and it could be split up in any sort of way. You can have three on one opponent. You can have one on three separate opponents. You can have two on one opponent and one on another opponent. Who knows? And you deliver these orbs by hitting them with a strong slash from Rex's sword. And after a certain amount of time, they will disappear. Um, that would correspond. I'll just get the down special out of the way too, if that's okay. Sure, because um, because it directly goes with that. the The orbs alone don't do much. It matters what happens as Rex racks these uh, these hits up and and dishes the orbs out. Um, the more orbs that are over a singular opponent in the down special, uh, the more damage and knockback they'll deliver when Rex opts for a burst. So he activates the elemental burst, uh, makes the orbs uh, burst in quick succession, and 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 damage the opponents uh, on a rising scale, depending on how many orbs are over them at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now uh, that could have been a lot easier because my other attacks were going to be. Uh, the exact same as yours, and then uh, like spinning edge or something, and it could just as easily be that. But I thought that I would toss that out there, um, as both as an endorsement of the awesome community that is Smash Wars and what's going on in that Rex thread, and also because I'm like, that was a good idea. I don't know if it's going to work for what we do, but I kind of wanted to bring it to attention because. Otherwise, I feel like Lister and I are just going to make the same moveset anyway. That's fair. <laughs> but um, let, let, yeah. me ask, let me ask you a question on that, because when, when, I, was, when I read that uh, move idea as well, I was seeing, I was just kind of like, both. It, it feels both a little bit extra complicated, but at the same time, there's something missing from it. And something that I kind of felt I kind of felt like that with was the whole element of combos in Xenoblade are, okay, first you hit them with a level one element, and then you go down the branching path trying to find appropriate elements for a level 2 and then a level 3. And it will end in mm-hmm. an attack like Steam Explosion, which is uh, water and fire elements being used together. Right. Right. But from what I understood of this move, it's you're just adding an element. It doesn't necessarily do something like a Steam Explosion or uh, Lightning Overload or whatever some of the other ones are. There's like a Photon Geyser or something? Or there's a Black Hole one. But it's felt like you're just adding an element to orbit. It doesn't even I don't even know if there was a uh, any differences to the types of element orbs. Like does adding fire to somebody do something different than adding earth to somebody or adding light or water or ice or electric? Mm-hmm. I didn't really quite get that from the move, and I didn't really have any ideas myself on how to incorporate that. But uh, is there anything that you had in yeah. mind for that to kind of make me uh, flush it out a little? You know, uh, now that you mention it, no, not at the start anyway. Um, it, it's it's a very complicated idea. Like it's it's not a bad idea a, at all. But I feel like no, no, it's not. Because it feels com- in, in it the... feels complicated in execution, but yet the results of it aren't as complicated as they should be in return, which is a weird description. That's true. No, no, you're, uh, as you explain it, I believe you are correct because I think the move, uh, incorporated into Smash, 
um, for it to inherently reflect what it is in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And this is what I was getting at, too, where I was like, oh, man, I haven't played the game in a long time. Some of these more advanced mechanics, you're like, oh, my God, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, so in this and chaining these combos, um, I don't really think... Like, this was kind of the case of us avoiding things like the Affinity Link meaning much of anything. It may just simply be too overcomplicated. I agree. So, so but it was it, a, it's one of those things uh, that just shot. does not translate as well. Right. Um, there could be a way to, to make it work. And I'm not going to stop workshopping this necessarily, but for the sake of the episode, I don't know off the top of my head. So maybe we should move on. Fair enough. But it was an interesting idea. Oh, it absolutely is. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, moving on then, uh, we're going to go to our side special. And I'll, I'll, I'll wait to do my down special until we actually get to that point, because mine is... It's a thing. It's, it's complicated in a different way. But for my side okay. special, it's fairly similar. I would not be surprised if we both share our side and up specials. Uh, but my side is Rolling Smash. So, Rex will, you know, he has out his Aegis Sword, he does like a front flip forwards, and then slams the blade down on whichever direction he's facing. It's kind of similar to Shulk's uh, backslash in that it's got pretty good range, and he's essentially in a way just like slamming it down after a jump, because this time around it's a forward front, it's a forward frontal flip, and then he slams it into the ground. And you don't really have the mechanic of, oh hey, attack from the back, so extra damage. Yeah. It's, uh... In a way, I mean, people in people in the Xenoblade community often call it backslash 2.0, and it's kind of kind of what it is, uh, minus the back part. Right. And you would be interested to know that my side special is uh, um, how do you call it? How do you say it? Rolling smash. Not a shock at all. Does it work any differently no. though? No. <laughs> nice. It's it's a very yeah. Yeah, pretty much as similar as can be. So, that I will say I had another idea, but I think that's neither here nor there, so. I mean, if you've got another idea, what can hurt in hearing it? Unless you think I'm going to call uh, because, you a moron. No, because I'm transferring that to my new down special idea. <laughs> okay. Fair that's enough. why. Fair mm-hmm. <clears throat> So then, uh, I guess we might as well move on to the up special, which... Let me let sh- sh- should we say same. it at the same time? Should, should we say it on three? Yeah. One, two, three. Double, Double spinning, spinning edge. edge. <laughs> Perfect. I love Perfect. it. I, mean, I love it. We, we both went into this knowing like Rex and Pyro, like the moves that they have are actually fairly <clears throat> limited in the Xenoblade games. Mm-hmm. So similarly to Shulk, except that Shulk actually has like a lot more options <clears throat> than what Rex and Pyro yeah. really have. It's just based on the differences in the gameplay styles. But uh, mm-hmm. we knew this was going to happen, and it's <laughs> fine. So some characters, they're fairly predictable what their moves should be, and then you have characters like Mega Man that could have, like, 50 million things. Yeah. That's always yeah, a I fun mean, time. Uh, it's um, like, hey, it's Dante would be refreshing. great for, Like, Dante would be great for Smash. You know who I don't want to make a moveset for because they have too many options? Dante. Phoenix, right. Oh, Dante, yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's too much there. I don't really feel like doing it. Maybe one day, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like it right now. 
But uh, Double Spinning Edge, the way I kind of imagine it is <clears throat> very similar to uh, Link's up special. You know, he he's rising up in the air, he's swinging his blade around. Except I feel like uh, one of the differences is going to be between Link and Rex here is that the attack is going to hit stronger. Uh, it's not going to take him as high up in the air. But uh, it's going to be more like, instead of like a continuous whole circle, it's going to be like one rotation, then a second rotation. Dude. Why? I mean, that's that is basically what I wrote. My my note for this is really small. I'm like Rex swings upwards, resulting in two hefty swipes on the rise up. You know what's funny? <laughs> I I wrote down double spinning edge, and I remember the animation, mm -hmm. but I didn't think of the details until just this exact moment. Oh, good. <laughs> that's just how I roll. Anchor shot was more or less the same thing. The idea of being able to pull them closer to you or pull yourself closer to them, thought of that on the spot. It's like, mm -hmm. this needs something mm -hmm. more. Let me come up with it. Here's an idea. Let's go. <laughs> oh, boy. Good times. So, um, I think it's more or less locked that our side special and up <clears throat> special That's kind of going to be what Rex has to go with. And maybe, maybe and I the think element anchor shot is a lock for standard. I mean, you don't know. Elemental Warps could come back. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe you hate my down specials. <laughs> maybe maybe okay. you just hate my down specials. But we'll find out when you hear them. Okay. Wait, did I say them in plural? Huh. Oh, I That's think you weird did. now, isn't it? So, my down special Ooh. changes depending on which blade you have out. I really wanted there to be a reason <laughs> to be able to switch blades between Pirate and Mitha. Mithra, besides uh, stat changes, which we'll get more into when we actually <clears throat> into the extra skill. But more or less, you know, yeah. the blades will affect your stats. But I also wanted them to affect at least one special move. I wanted them to be different somehow. <clears throat> so what I chose is uh, for Pyra, if she's out in the field, the down special will become Prominence Revolt. It's her level two, um, uh, her, her level two blade art. I was trying to think of the term there. Where she'll basically just like plunge the sword into the ground and then like a uh, torrent of fire will just burst up either like around Rex or around an enemy. I, I think it's supposed to be around an enemy, but the way I'm translating it here for Smash is that it'll just like circle around Rex and just like go up around him as to sort of be like an anti air attack to hit people who are trying to hit you from above, but also if enemies like standing right next to you, they'll still be caught in the blaze as well. And I have it set so that you can charge this move up and if you charge it up enough, obviously, you know, damage and knockback is going to increase. And also, uh, how high the flame rises into the air will increase as well. It doesn't affect uh, the left or right of Rex and making the flame expand outwards that, that way at all, however. Okay. Now, nice. I, yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's Prominence Revolt. <clears throat> but if you have Very Mithra good. out on the stage, it's not to be the same attack. I mean... Pyra and Mithra have different elements that they attack with. Pyra is all about fire. Mithra is all about light. So I decided to take Mithra's level 2 blade art, Photon Edge. And that's what she's used for the down special. Instead of punching the blade straight down and causing fire to erupt, turn to Dark Rex, she will instead take a... She will rise up into the air just a little bit, form a really small bead of light, and then throw it diagonally down so that it lands uh, a little bit of a distance in front of Rex, and then it explodes into a dome of uh, light energy that can just blast Ooh. opponents away. And similarly to how Pyro can charge Prominence Revolt, Mithra can charge up Photon Edge <clears throat> to increase the damage, knockback, and size of that blast. 
It all depends on... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like for the most part, you're going to have out the blade for whichever down special you prefer to use. But there's other things, at least for my moves, that the b- different blades on can affect. I just really like the idea of having the down special be something that's affected by them. Plus, Rux's fourth blade art, or his fourth driver art, rather, is just a, a thrust forward, and that's boring, and I didn't want to use it. So I had to come up with something else, and I like this idea. Toro would think that, that thrust forward is a very grand innovation, wouldn't he? Toro um, would get for... a horsey crushy. Yes, he would. Meh, meh, meh. Um, for my down special, I had the same idea. Not the same moves, though. The same general idea of having Pyra or Mithra activate a separate art. Gotcha. <clears throat> so, um, and in, in this purview, too, they, they have very similar moves, but with different properties as well. Um, so mine revolves around Pyra with Pyra with Pyra on the field. Uh, the Aegis Sword is thrown forward, and using their bond with Rex, uh, kind of telekinetically spinning the sword in place uh, at a vertical angle. So it's rise, you know, rising upwards a little bit, spinning mm-hmm. in a in a in a quick circle. Um, so it's blazing end, uh, and any opponent caught up in uh in that attack will suffer a series of uh blade based damage before being dealt a burst of fire that that blows up like a dome around the around the blade um and then with mithra uh it's lightning buster so it's a lot more similar i think in 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 a in general effect perhaps where the aegis is still thrown forward and the, the circular motion still happens. Functionality is very similar. But instead of getting that fire-based damage, you get light-based damage with the potential for paralysis. There you go. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but isn't Lightning Buster the move where Mithra will teleport around and slashing different opponents in the area? Is it? I thought it was. I could have that wrong, but I thought that was what Lightning Buster was. Huh. Do I'm you need to a, do a live, a live research... Oh, you know me. I've already got the page up. <laughs> uh, Lightning Buster slice an enemy multiple times with a blade of light. Oh, wait. Um, uh... Yeah, I'm pretty sure that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Okay, we're we're good. We're good. Except now, now I'm a little, now I'm a little unsure about my like. The description is given for my photon image. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh, it's not quite being what I thought it was. It's, it says move at light speed to cut the enemy instantly. But that doesn't sound like the move I described. No, but there's been times where Smash has been a little little cute with, with its translations, right? Mm. Mm. Maybe not to the same degree. No. <laughs> okay. I, I know that animation of one of the attacks... That she has, but like none of her specials, at least on this wiki, are described the way that I remember this attack looking. So I feel like there's something a little, a little off there. But uh, I think we can. Yes. Hmm? Oh, I was gonna. I personally think we can still consider your move. It's just uh, we'll just have to do some extra research on figuring out what it's even named. I'm pretty sure it's that one. It's just uh, it's it's one of the moves. Just for some reason, the descriptions none of them like fit that really. 
But uh, I wanted to mention okay. that you said Blazing End for Pyro's Attack. I actually mm-hmm. was really considering having Blazing End be Pyro's Attack instead of Prominence Revolt myself. Because mm-hmm. it would be fairly similar to a Photon Edge in that you're throwing out a type of projectile type of deal, and then it'll hit people out in front of Rex. Mm-hmm. But uh, there were two reasons why I chose Prominence Revolt over that. One, I thought it'd be nice to have like a different animation. I guess three, actually. Three ideas, really. Uh, and I, for... Uh, I'm forgetting the name, the name of it. Blazing End. I I wasn't. I was trying to think like in terms of size. It just seemed like a gigantic attack. <laughs> and then the third reason I had with that was just like you know, Blazing End is level three. Photon Edge and Prominence Revolt are both level twos. Mm-hmm. They can both be level twos. Yeah, that's, that's fair. pretty much my reasoning. But at the same time, you've got Blazing End and Lightning Bus, which are both level threes. Yeah. And that's something I thought about when putting out together too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it really makes sense. This this is where we we made our impasse because now we finally have separate moves from each other. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get to actually discuss those. <laughs> Huzzah! Yeah. Huzzah! <laughs> oh gosh! Off the top of my head, they're both similar in the function. They both seem kind of like uh, keep away moves in a sense. Yeah. Just in different styles of uh, where they where they're attacking. Yeah, yeah. So it could go either way. I, of course, am a champion of my choices. <laughs> Naturally, we, we always but, tend to. Generally speaking, we tend to have a preference for our own material. Yeah, there's there's no there is no shortage of ego death among the co-hosts of this podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> off the top of your head, what are what are you feeling? I'm feeling we should look at the final smash. Final smash, okay. <laughs> you know, like always. Okay. Like always. So All final right. smash. Um, again, what final smash happens will depend on which blade is out at the time. Same here. So if you've got pyro out, it's going to be burning sword. If you've got mithra out, it's sacred arrow. Uh, what a surprise. I mean, it's both of their I level fours. Say. It makes sense. Let's what be real surprise. here. What else could it possibly be? Now, here's where we might My... differ, though. How they're utilized. Oh, mine mine isn't even Burning Star or Sacred Arrow at all. What? <laughs> I guess we'll find out, right? Okay. Oh, I, I think I might know what it is. And I, if, it's what, if that's what I think it is, I considered it. But I didn't want to do it because spoilers. Which you probably I, now know what I, I'm thinking of. I consider that for a very brief moment. It's not what I was thinking of. Okay. Well, there's two potential mm-hmm. spoiler things that it could have been. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, for Burning Sword, I have it as uh, Pyra and Rex will both grab onto the Aegis Blade. Uh, the fire will extend out, extend out from it to a much, uh, to a much longer form than it normally is, and they'll do a very simple, just like swing uh, from like the top of the screen to the bottom of the screen. Hitting a wide arc, you can more or less hit uh, at least half the stage of battlefield with this attack. Or I think actually I wrote it down as a uh, full battlefield. Like if you're sitting on like the far edge of battlefield, you can hit the entire stage. Wow. But it's only a single swipe through. It's just one quick <clears throat> attack. It's not a cinematic at all. You don't have to rush up to one person and trap them in a streak of attacks. Just like simple swipe. You can easily be on the other side of them and you're safe. Or if you can dodge the route time, you'll be safe. Relatively basic. Mm-hmm. 
with Mithra's Sacred Arrow, uh, it's similarly going to have like the same uh, range of uh, field where you can attack, but instead of just being like one chop, it's more like uh, kind of like how Ness and Lucas have PK Starstorm, except instead of like these massive meteors that are falling, it's these smaller uh, beams of light that are constantly hitting a diagonal arrow in the direction that Mithra and Rex are facing. Uh, dealing damage with each potential hit against somebody. Nice. Very nice. So very, very nice. So it's yours. Okay, so you were thinking spoilers, and I think anyone who's played Xenoblade Chronicles 2 relatively towards the end know what spoilers you're talking about. And those were not the spoilers that I was thinking of. Uh, my spoilers actually have to do a little bit more with towards the very beginning of the game, actually. Uh-huh. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So, get this. Rex jumps into the air off screen. And then suddenly, on the Titan Azurda, they fall down on the opponents. And Azurda dies on top of them, but then transforms into his younger self and goes back into Rex's helmet. What is wrong with you? <laughs> with what part? Killing Azurda. <laughs> also, he, what? He, first you want Azurda to be the entrance. Then you want him to be a victory animation. He's already a taunt. And now you're wanting to kill him in the final smash. This is some Krom appearing in Robin's uh, final smash against Krom level of bullshit. <laughs> I know you're trolling. I know you are. <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah well you know that if this were Eric perhaps it would have been true mm-hmm congratulations to our friend Eric otherwise known as Flamezone by the way for being a finalist in the 2020 intercollegiate business competition where they'll be going to Kingston Ontario a little later this month in January 2020 to compete an international uh math and business based competition we never knew you were that smart and i mean we're happy for you i wasn't gonna say it but i was thinking it <laughs> so um you may be surprised that my final smash uh is blazing as not blazing and i'm reading the wrong thing burning sword and sacred arrow that's what i thought <laughs> Now, functionally, it's different, and I actually like yours better because mine is uh, the general cinematic, and it's actually even more um, generalized because what I did was have Pyra and Mithra join Rex in the cinematic. Once he, once you're, once you've attacked, like the only difference is um, the way that it's activated. So with Pyra, um, she'll summon the co the column of fire that shoots down from from the Aegis. Uh, <clears throat> to connect with opponents like similar in the arc like you um and then they'll enter a cinematic and it's not as big as all of battlefield maybe like half half of an arc of battlefield mm -hmm. um and then for mithra same idea but then she'll summon a, the, a few columns of light that shoot down from a diagonal angle so to make it a little bit different but then i had it written down that they both join rex in the cinematic um where mithra activates the full power of sacred arrow and uh, Pyro activates the full power of Burning Sword uh, <clears throat> while Rex slams down his sword for the final cut and 
sends the opponent flying. It doesn't necessarily need to be that way. Like, it could be a cinematic with only Pyra or only Mithra with Rex. But at the same time, I was kind of conceptualizing it just based off of how Ultimate has those, like, quick cinematic final smashes for everything, which I still don't know if I like having most of the characters have those in Ultimate anyway. And uh, yours is a little more unique. To, to a degree, like, I, I don't mind cinematic Final Smashes in Smash Brothers. I think that for a lot of times it works, and for certain attacks, it's the best way to display that attack uh, compared to, like, just being on the field and doing something. So that some things yeah. would not translate well to the <clears> normal <throat> Smash field of combat, whereas, while in a cinematic, they can work. Imagine if uh, Captain Falcon called the Blue Falcon down and actually crashed into the actual stage. Doesn't work well, or the Yoshi Stampede. It wouldn't work so well on an actual stage, but as a Final Smash mm -hmm. cinematic, it's great. But I do mm -hmm. agree that Ultimate has too many cinematics, and I think a large part of that is because Sakurai decided on the initiative making Final Smashes quicker and so you can get back to the fight a lot faster, which I understand. It's not a bad idea. But it came at the cost of all the transformation Final Smashes and then some some of the cooler, unique ones, too. Which is a bit of a shame. Like Wario's Final Smash was totally neutered. Yeah, it That's... really was. Which, it, it was mm -hmm. fun having that be a nice gimmick. And I thought, uh, oh, uh, I'm trying to think of one. Like, the, the Mega Evolutions, we're not going to have them be like they were anymore. Lucario's got changed back to what it was in Brawl. Mm-hmm. It, it was yep. a bit of a disappointment. So that's that was part of why with my final smash, I didn't want to make this cinematic because we've already done several of those. Gengar's is a cinematic, Waluigi's is a cinematic, uh, Porky. You know, honestly, I don't remember what we did for Porky's final smash. <laughs> but it was probably don't a cinematic. It's mm -hmm. probably a cinematic. So I wanted to just do something. Oh, I remember. What was it? Ooh, that was a good one. Wasn't it summoning uh, Gygus? Yeah, Devil's Machine. That's what it was. So yeah, a, mm -hmm. a cinematic. Mm -hmm. There's just so many of them. It's an easy way to do them, but sometimes you just want a different flavor. Yep. Did someone say an easy way to do them? Blushy, crushy? Dear God, Tor is not in this game. No. Tor does not even need an assist trophy. Fuck Tora. We'll give Poppy an assist <laughs> That's trophy That's what he instead. wants. Oh, yeah, he's okay, never good. gonna get it. There will be no uh junior pawn. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I refuse. If Tora had a child, I would hope that he named them Azurda. Actually, I'm not that would not surprise me, actually. Now that I think about that. I see that <laughs> happening. Yep. Anyway. Anyway, um, before we actually select our moves, the last thing we need to discuss is the extra skill, which we've already kind of said it's blade switch or blade swap. I don't, you know, I don't know if you have a different call, name for it. I got, I got cheeky and called it Aegis swap. Oh, yep. I like that. I think I called it blade switch because switch is the actual use. That's the word. The word that's used actually in game instead of swap. So maybe like Aegis switch. Well, no, Aegis but... swaps. Aegis swap sounds a lot better than Aegis switch. It flows True. much better. So I like that as Aegis Swap instead. That that's that's good. I'm gonna pencil that in. Alright. 
So naturally, um, you know, you use the extra skill, you use Aegiswap, you're switching up between Pyra and Mithra. So your down special, if it's my down special, will change. Uh, and then your final smash will change as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I also figured, you know what, I feel like it needs to be a little bit more than that. Like, there needs to be more than just those few changes whenever you're switching out between Pyra and Mithra. And we might differ on what those changes are. But for first of all, you know, the way the weapon is, the way the Aegis Blade is going to look differs. With Pyra, it's got this red, fiery effect to it. With Mithra, it's white, it's got this pulsating light. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we need to do something with the stats as well. And I'm not, like, fully set on these. I'm kind of, like, mixed on them. But with Mithra, I kind of like the idea uh, of her stats are turning Rex into a bit more of a glass <clears> cannon. <throat> so if Mithra's on the field, Rex's uh, damage and knockback output is increased. However, he's also a lot more vulnerable to damage and knockback as well. So, you know, you might be able to knock your opponents away a lot easier, but they're also going to be able to get to you a lot easier as well. Yeah. And then for Pyra, I was focusing more on uh, speed. So he's going to be able to uh, run faster and do faster attacks, but it's going to come at the cost of uh, uh, a little bit of a little bit of strength and some lower jumps. You mean with Mithra? No, with Pyra. Okay. I'm just making Mithra's sure the glass cannon. Subject. Okay. Okay. I know, I said them backwards. That's because I like the idea for Mithra more than I like my idea for Pyra. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool. So what do uh, you have with Aegiswap? That's interesting. Uh, same idea, just different stat changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Pyra... I associated it with the glass cannon idea of attack and knockback with the <laughs> with the decrease in, in lower defense and stuff. And honestly, it was for no reason other than associating fire more with offense. Fair. Um, Mithra, uh, I granted, uh, Myth, with Mithra on stage, I, I'm granting Rex a uh, higher defense and uh, higher defense and, and speed but with uh, with less damage and knockback to deal, as in, like, his attack power is lessened. Okay. So the interesting yeah. thing with both of these is that Rex never has, like, a neutral on his uh, attack strength. It's always either going to mm-hmm. be more or less than average. It's mm-hmm. an interesting way to take it, and I kind of like that. Uh, I don't think it necessarily matters too much who is the uh, who's less cannon and who has uh, less attack but more speed. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned the reason why you did Pyra for the glass cannon because, you know, fire strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why I went with Mithra was because Mithra is the original form of the Aegis, and it's the legendary blade that was used by Adam way back when. She's essentially Pyra, but with uh, less restrictions on her strength, which is why I went the glass cannon approach. Oh, okay. yeah. That makes sense. Canonically speaking and spoilery speaking. Indeed. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert, if you weren't paying attention. <laughs> oh, Azurda dies, but not really. That's true. That's, Rex that dies, but not really. Final smash. Yep. Everyone dies, Shulk but not di- really. Shulk dies, but not really. Juju dies, but not really. Nobody likes Juju. <laughs> That Nobody. was my name in high school. It still is. Oh, boy. Juju! <laughs> There's a brave few that call me that still. 
<laughs> All right, so now we're going to figure out which moves we are going to go ahead and keep. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're both agreed on side up special, <clears throat> rolling smash, double spinning edge. Those aren't going anywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. Funnel smash is some form of burning sword and secret arrow, which, which I mm-hmm. think you had said that you were leaning more in, but I want to make sure I understood correctly there. Yeah, I was leaning yours. Okay. So it's my very, it's my rendition of burning sword and secret area where it depends on which blade is out, which tech it happens and it's not cinematic at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, each swap we the same thing. It's just depending on who is the glass canner. What are your thoughts? Uh, I defer to your idea again because I wasn't thinking about backstory at all when I went forward with that. Okay. Um, you know, and I could see Sakurai going either way as well. Um, so canonically, for, or I mean, not, non-canonically, for Smash purposes, it could go either way, but I, I like the idea of giving Mithra the bone here. All right. Ooh, yeah. that came out wrong. I mean, I was just going to move on, but then you had to bring attention to it like fucking Tora would. <laughs> Jesus. Anywho. So, uh, last thing up is we have the standard and down special. Uh, I had down Anchor Shot and then the mix of Prominence Revolt and Photon Edge. You had uh, two possibilities. Either the mm-hmm. Elemental Orbs, which would combine both Standard and Down being connected there. Or having it down, which was uh, Blazing End and Lightning Buster. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming oh, that you're feeling about Ditch the Elemental Orbs. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, again, it was a cool idea but it needs to be fleshed out further right it, it, it needs it needs further research yeah so maybe when dromark becomes a character we can sure no i've got it titan azurda god barst no n- no <laughs> if we are ever getting an axe wielder in fire emblem uh for smash it is dorcas. not gonna be barst or dorcas it's going to be Hector, or it's going to be Edelgard, or it's going to be somebody from a game that hasn't released yet. Ike with Irvin. Okay, or it could be Grail. Fine. <laughs> but no. Hector or Edelgard. No, anyway. no. Moving the hell on. So, standard special is going to be Anchor Shot then, I believe, since he didn't have another neutral besides the orbs. I'm- and I think Anchor Shot is such an iconic move to Rex that even, you know, it's Anchor Shot. It's, it's gotta be there extremely somewhere. special. That, yeah, yeah, I agree. So then it's the down, down special. Toward it, toward that. Yeah. Right. So we got Promise Revolt and Photon Edge or Blazing End uh, and <clears throat> Lightning Buster. I think one of the greatest arguments for my moves here mm-hmm. is that we know that they function how they do. <laughs> I mean, we know what they function how they do, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know how mine functions. Just the descriptions on the wiki. Like, I know I know that there's a move where she shoots at an orb and it creates a dome of light energy. But none of her moves on the wiki are describing that. Like, none, none of them match that. That doesn't mean the move, that doesn't, mean the move doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. It's like, which sure. one of these sounds like it's throwing out a dome of energy? Fire concentrated arrows of light at an enemy. A uh, no. Move at light speed to cut the enemy instantly. No. Slice an enemy multiple times with a blade of light. No. 
Rain down arrows of light from above to tear the enemy apart. None of these sound like that move, but that move exists. How do I know? Because I kept using it to make sure I was watching the movement and understood it, how it worked correctly. <laughs> okay. I believe you. And we believe you. We are loyal to you here at the pizza farm. And, and as we record this, I will check to make sure in the game. And if we have to make an edit, changing what it is, fine. <laughs> but I'm, I'm putting my money on that. It's Photon Edge. Okay. No, we believe you. <laughs> do you? Yes, of course I do. I, I, I never not do not do believe you. Bullshit. <laughs> um, it's interesting because something that I would give your um, attacks otherwise is that this uh, more ethereal elemental edge to Pyra and Mithra is something that is so akin to their character All right. um, that we see in your rendition of Burning Sword and Sacred Arrow mm -hmm. but um, otherwise if we have um, just his uh, whatever the standard the, uh, the side and the up I'll be kind of rec centric moves that are that are more melee based then yours would give us more of an opportunity to have an elemental-based move in the standard moveset that we wouldn't have as much of mm -hmm. with something more based on the Aegis Sword with my move. I mean, the Aegis Sword in that move, it is like, it's a, it's basically a firing a fire blade that's spinning <clears throat> around. So there is still that mm -hmm. element to it. It's not like it's just a sword. It's still got the fire spewing out of it. True. True. I'm just trying to make this easier one way or another. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying like it's, it's not just only one elemental move. They both are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, I just watched the move. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I just found a video that I was watching it. Here, here, mm -hmm. here, here's the thing. It's ray of punishment, apparently, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay. Is Ray of Punishment uh, a move that's on level playing field? It's it's the level one. Okay, okay. Which doesn't make any sense at all. No, it doesn't. Um, that's a point for Blazing and Lightning Buster them because they're both level three. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to like Feels watch like... more of the clip to make sure. Okay. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, and the level two is the one I was thinking of that's the teleport <clears throat> slashing around. That, oh, that I thought okay. yours was. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to see if I can see in this clip what her level three looks like, just so, so that we have that on note. Okay. So it looks like they're building up to her level four, so I can't really see the level three when they use the four. They use the three on the floor. Will Azurda fall from the sky? No. And damage all opponents? No. Oh, well, it happened in the game. Okay, it looks like level three is just her swinging the blade around several times in one place. Oh, yeah. lovely. And also boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. The, the, she was hard to 
pickup move for. I must have just had the wrong mm-hmm. name. Okay. Okay. Well, in that case, yours is uh, more flush with the truth then. Because I was misinterpreting Lightning Buster, as it turns out. I mean, it happens. It happens. Um, and then there's also the possibility of swapping one move and another and having one half of the move be mine and one half of the move be yours. Hoo-hoo. What would you suggest? Uh, I don't know where I'm taking this. <laughs> ah. Um, just, just lobbing the idea out there. Like, it could be Blazing End and the ultimate regret of Exodia or whatever you just said. Or it could be uh, the, the the Primadorial Expanse or whatever Pyrus move was on your end. I forget the name. Prominence Revolt. Ah, uh, yes. It be Prominence Revolt. And, uh, yeah. Pretty much Blazing End is valid and uh, my Lightning Buster is not. So it's Blazing End or Prominence Revolt um, alongside this uh, level one move, I suppose. The level one move, that's the one that's being named, uh, if I can get back to it, Ray of Punishment. Amazing. Yes. These moves just make no sense with their names. Let's be honest here. No. They, they are no. not descriptive at all. No, they aren't. So, uh, if I was to put my viewpoint on it, um, if you do Ray of Punishment and uh, Ray, Ray of Punishment and Blazing End would hit a uh, very similar arc path in their kind of attack. It's just really changing it from being a multi-hit to a single hit and uh, the exact shape of the attack and how, uh, how strong it is. Promise Revolt mm-hmm. uh, is more of an upwards attack hitting anti-air enemies. And um, I don't remember... Then your Lightning Buster, which is pretty much just multiple sword strikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more of, yeah. do we want them to both have their attacks be a little bit more similar in where they appear and how they function, or do we want them to be uh, hit different types of areas? That's true. Oh, it would be more um, beneficial to the gameplay to have them hit different areas, I think. That's kind of why I agree with that. Okay. Then I guess you're going with uh, with your, your mix, if I'm thinking correctly i think so okay that's fine well already so then oh. we got the uh we got the moves all there took yeah, a little the bit of time were there. All there yeah it took both less and more time than i was expecting me too which is what weird. a what a thrill that was <laughs> well there's a bit of hamming around from from you of course from me Yes. Uh-huh. Sure. I'm the ham sandwich in this duo. Right. <laughs> no, you're the pizza triple layer. No. So okay, um, what are you then? Th- well, I'm moving on. That's what I am. Because <laughs> we're an hour and a half into this. Holy moly, it doesn't feel like it. Okay. Well, you know. So, um, the next thing we tend to cover is any, like, extra or special abilities that a character might have. Something like Bowser's tough guy mechanic, or whether or not they can wall jump, wall cling, or whatever. Uh, for me, with Rex, 
beyond the tether recovery with the anchor shot, I really mm-hmm. didn't have anything written down for him. What about you? Uh, Affinity Link, the anchor shot, and then I had this wacky idea um, that wouldn't be too hold, pertinent to... Hold up, hold yeah? up, let's go back. You said Affinity Link. <clears throat> I thought that was just going to be an aesthetic. That's what I meant, yeah. Okay, that that that, that wouldn't fall under the uh, special abilities then. Okay, okay. Um, okay, Anchor Shot is a grab and tether, though. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I was thinking, you know, Rex is able to essentially be the master of all blades if he wants to, as you said at the start of this podcast. Yes. Um, perhaps he can use every blade in the game. No, just kidding. Um, standard. I was thinking his standards, so standard moves, which you don't really talk about. Okay. Um, in Smastopia, um, mm-hmm. all the times, but maybe they could reflect, uh, weapons and skills endowed to you by other blades. So he could have, he can incorporate the Aegis into his moveset, but also other swords or scimitars or scythes or fans or rings or balls or whatever to differentiate himself from other swordsmen. Hmm. So that's something I thought of. That's an interesting idea. Uh, it would make mm-hmm. his uh, neutral attacks, or not necessarily neutral attacks, but like his uh, his regular jabs, his smashes, his aerials. It <clears> makes <throat> him a little bit more different. Uh, I don't, the only thing I yeah. had thought on those moves were, uh, depending on which blade is out at the time, they're either going to have like a fiery effect or a light effect. That was really all the thought I had done on them. That could be it. That could be it too. I mean, it makes sense, but depending on, and it gives Pyra and Mithra more to differentiate themselves. Right. And he Rex can't also can't use those other weapons without switching to a blade who utilizes those. Mm-hmm. So he can't use like if he has Pyra out, he's not going to have uh, a chain whip sword or scythes or uh, a ball that you can kick around, anything like that. Mm-hmm. No. Right. It's something to think about, though. And maybe it's, you it's... know somebody out there that's listening. Might want to give their feedback. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, what can... Uh, I can't recall. Can Byleth use uh, Demetria, Nadelgaard, and Claude's relics in Three Houses? Um, I, n- I never really attempted to, suppose. The way the relics work in Three Houses is you have to have the correct crest in order to use them to their full potential. Right. Otherwise, you're hurting right. yourself every time you attack with that relic. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's possible Byleth is an exception since he he has special crest <sighs> stuff going on. I don't know. I never mm-hmm. attempted it. Uh, and with the ex- I didn't use the relics when I played Fire Emblem Three Houses, except for like the final map. Then I equipped them to everybody else because it's sort of like the last hurrah. I didn't like the uh, the recharging mechanics, so I just never bothered to use them. Yeah, that's true. They uh, also okay, then, largely think... look ugly as hell. Also true. <laughs> like sort of, sort of ba- the creator and Thunderbrand, those look fine, but uh, Failnot, Eridbar, and Amir. I don't like how any of those three look. Feel not it's not bad, but Amir especially, it's just like, that's just too big. And Eridbar is just, like, too round for a spear. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, him. yeah. Well, I think that since Byleth is incorporating the relics into his moves, that potentially being a little uh, 
more out there with how we incorporate other weapons into Rex's movesets could be something more plausible. Yeah. It would require some, it would require a bit of research. Um, but it's nothing too intensive because we're not covering standard moves here, or else it would be like another hour. So, correct. <laughs> um, I guess alternate costumes, right? Alternate <clears throat> costumes. Uh, I've got a list of 10 here for mine. Uh, and I have it to where he's got five of his regular salvager outfit, but another five mm-hmm. of his master driver outfit, which is a lot more, uh, a lot more techie looking, a lot more sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, so, so for the salvager ones, I've got his default blue, the one, you know, it's just the regular costume stuff from the beginning of the game. But then he's got a white variant based on Mithra, a yellow and white variant based on Nia, uh, green and turquoise based on Van Damme. And then a black, red, and gold variant, all based on Morag. Nice. And then for his Master Driver <clears throat> outfit, like the the main one is kind of like a uh, a white slash silver with green accents. But um, for mm-hmm. for the first Master Driver, all I have one based off of Pyro, which is very much red. Uh, there's a blue and tan alt, which is based off of Tora. Black and silver based off of Zeke. <clears throat> and then for the final one, uh, an alt that has a white, black, and gold color scheme. Based off of Adam, the legendary Ooh. driver who previously wielded Mithra back during the days of uh, Torna and the Golden Country. Nice. What about you? What about me? Um, I can tell you forthrightly, I have 10 costumes, but none of them are the master driver because I totally forgot. Shame. <laughs> Shame. 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 I threw a tomato at are you. you. Gonna lo- are you going to lock me in your dungeon now? No, I don't want you here any longer than you already have been. Okay, in that case, let's let's move on through this pretty quickly. Um, so I'll just go through color schemes, and if you like any of them, we can potentially apply them to uh, Master Driver or Regular Driver schemes, but we have the same general idea. It's just that I went a little bit further to also influence Pyra and Mithra through, through the alternate costumes. Uh, so, like, there's the default. So, so like, giving there's... different colors to Pyra and Mithra, you mean? Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> so, like, um, so they're ba- the outfits are based on drivers and their blade. So, <clears throat> one is Nia and Dromark, where... Uh, Rex has a orange, red, and white outfit based on Nia, and you know his, his hair can be grayish or silverish, do you like hers, uh, or not? I haven't really decided on where I'd rather be or that. Uh, and then Pyra and Mithra can get uh, white, gray, and light blue outfits to reflect Dromark. Uh, <clears throat> similarly, like a Tora and Poppy thing, where you have that tan and uh, blue, pink accented outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Rex and, and Pyre and Mithra get purple, white, and red outfits to reflect Poppy. Um, <clears throat> Van Damme and Rock. Uh, brown, green, teal outfit. Orange, red, and blue for Pyre and Mithra. Uh, Zeke and Pandoria. Uh, silver, green, uh, tan, black-ish thing for Rex. Uh, green, purple, and gold for Pyre and Mithra. Uh, one thing that I have that I'm realizing I didn't quite consider is how the green, purple, and gold would be dip, or how the different colors would be separately represented on Pyra and Mithra because they're individual designs. 
that's are something so I was unique. thinking of as well. Is that it sounds like mm -hmm. for each of these alts, with exception to the default, where mm -hmm. Pyro would be red, Mithra would be white. Like for uh, uh, for for Van Damme's one, like you have Rock's color scheme on both Pyra and Mithra, <clears throat> mm -hmm. which could, um, as you're playing, uh, create a little bit of confusion on who was out at the time. Yeah, the but the change can be in in the order of the color scheme at the very least. Like perhaps Pyra's can in the rock, for example, uh, could be primarily red, and then Mithras could be primarily blue, with the other two colors being accented. Gotcha. Yeah. So I just I didn't fully write that out like I should have, um, but yeah, I thought I'd bring it up because as I was reading it, I was like. Oh crap! I forgot to write that down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I do like the idea of uh, Pyroid Mithra having cinnamon colors. That does make a lot of sense. I didn't have to really mm -hmm. think too much on it though, because a bit of a pain. And also, yeah. I've, if I went with just like only drivers, that means I can't have uh, a red outfit for Rex based off a of pirate or a white outfit based off of Mithra. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe it would be cheeky. Like if you do the uh, pirate outfit for Rex. Uh, Pyric and then have a Rex outfit. <laughs> or just darker red. Yeah, also true. Um, and then, you know, Morag and Bridget. Uh, black, gold, and red Rex, and purple, black, and blue in different variations for Pyra and Mithra. Mm -hmm. um, I have I have one based on Malos and Sever for some antagonist stuff. Malos was the last one I cut. Nice. Yeah, he's he's pretty he's he's pretty near the end of the game when you finally get to cut him. Um, <laughs> with a black and gold outfit for Rex and like black, gold, and blue for Fire and Mithra. Uh, Shulk and Fiora. Oh, I, I I'm reflecting. Yeah, different different games in the series as well. So uh, where Rex's hair would be. Rex's hair can be blonde. I haven't again. I haven't decided on. There's, hair there's nothing yet. to say that his hair can't change colors. I mean, other characters do. Look at Lucina. Yeah. Mm -hmm, very true. Uh, red, black, and white outfit, and then Pyre and Mithra get variations of yellow, silver, and gold for Mecha Fiora. Uh, and then Cross and Elma, the Avatar Husk from Xenoblade Chronicles X. Cross, rather. Um. Gosh, we talked about that at the start, didn't we? Uh, no. Pre-podcast. Yeah, that was, that was a pre-podcast uh, discussion. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, where I'm thinking of a default for Cross, like red hair for Rex with gray, orange, and black outfit. And then Pyre and Mother can get variations of white, red, and black uh, to reflect Elma. Um, yeah. And then... Ten, I had down as... Adam as well, but then I realized, given my colors, given my idea, um, Adam and Mithra, that wouldn't necessarily make sense. So, I mean, you could have to where they swap colors. Pyro goes that would white, be interesting. Mithra goes red. Oh man, yeah, that works. Okay, cool. There's my underbaked costume ideas. I mean, the costumes don't have to be like fully realized. Like neither one of us is gonna be, has the Photoshop abilities to grab a render of Rex or and whoever <laughs> else and like actually edit in 
the colors to actually make that have like, hey, look, here's our alts. We don't have that capability. We just have like, okay, so based off of this character, give it this color of color scheme. And that's fine. Yeah. You don't have to go. Now, as for my 11th, based on Azurda. No, fuck off. (laughs) Okay. Okay. um, Yeah, we're crunching on the time here. So let's get the, get to the stage and let's get this out of here. Right. So, um, stages for this game, uh, I mean, you can choose any of the Titans, kind of, like, based off of that. And I feel like if you're going to do that, it's going to be based off of Gourmet, because that's kind of, like, the big open area that you get to early in the game. But Mm -hmm. I thought it said how it would be the Cloud Sea. That's the stage itself. It's just, as many Azurda jokes have been made in this godforsaken podcast, this stage (laughs) is very much like a pirate ship from Brawl. You're fighting on Azurda's back as he swims around through the Cloud Sea. And maybe, maybe as you're going through things, you know, you'll encounter some hazards that <clears> are <throat> trying to attack you. Um, so like some of those uh, yeah. mechanical enemies that can fly that you encounter towards the end of the game. Or maybe you make a brief stop at Gorma and you have a little bit of extra land that you can fight on. But the basic idea is it's Azurda, you're swimming through the Cloud Sea, and you can kind of like tour the world around you in the background. Yeah, and you can see a lot of different titans in the background as well while you're going around, like Goldmouth or whatever. Exactly. That would be cool. And you can see maybe uh, certain sites like the Argentum Trade Guild in the background. You can stop by and visit Bana. Nobody wants to visit Bana. Or, uh, yeah, I want to pet some crabbles on my way. Um, Yeah, so the good news here is that was my exact same idea. I mean, it's really the only real solid idea besides, again, Gormot. Yeah, I agree. I guess you could fight on More top to- of Argentum, but eh. Yeah, I mean, I had an idea for that too, but... There's also um, Elysium, like I, I guess, was thinking but... of breakable boxes and stalls and stuff, but I feel like they actually kind of have that in the Garrigmok Monastery now, so... Yep. <laughs> So that's that. I'm glad that Azurda got his keep in the end. I mean, I'll just... I, I knew it's like he's going to fucking ruin it because he keeps fucking mentioning goddamn Azurda. <laughs> I sure did. It was it was a fun one, cracking this out. What's funny is we had such a struggle back in October trying to figure out this boost set. Mm. And then at the end of the day, almost everything that we came up with rooted back into the same general idea for both of us. And I think a lot of the reason for that is we knew that it was likely going to end up like that, but we didn't necessarily want it to be. We wanted it to be a little bit more than that, but then as we were like doing our research, we were just like, this, this is pretty much what the moveset has to be. And like, that's fine because Unless you want to start getting uh... like wild and crazy with things, which uh, honestly, I, I'll, I'll say this, something that's annoyed me about a lot of Smash characters has been introduced starting with Smash 4 is there's a tendency to give them a gimmick when they don't need a gimmick. Like, not every character that's added needs to have a completely unique fighting star or to have, like, this one gimmick that they're surrounded between. It can work with some characters, sure, but you don't need it for everyone. And I feel like that's something that's yeah. been lost lately. It's really disappointing. Yeah. I agree. So... With Nevertheless, that, I think I, I think, think that this episode um, 
turned turned out pretty well though. A little yeah. overly long, maybe Azurda fell a few. But it was a good chat. And we done did it. Indeed. So what were you gonna say? Uh oh, we're gonna announce another episode on the way you're saying? We're still doing episodes. <laughs> yes, apparently so. I th I think it's been like half a year now. That's shocking. Yeah. Good for us and good for all of you for listening. Indeed. One day it'll be a few hundred, a thousand. Oh God, no, please no. But yeah. uh, what what we're not gonna be hitting a hundred anytime soon. But next time on episode twelve of Supercast Brothers. We've got another Smash or Dash for you all. As always, you know, two different matchups. The first of which being between uh, two mages from spinoff games and then uh, three lords of different houses. Mm -hmm. Who will choose to add to Smash and whose hopes will be Dash? I don't know, but we're going to have another guest. Stay tuned for that. Yes, sir. And until then... I guess we're calling it a wrap on this episode of Supercast Brothers. I hope Azurda falls on you and you die. <laughs>